Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Star Trek Aegir Season 2, Episode 4, a Star Trek Adventures actual play using the rules by Modafius Entertainment. If you see me looking off screen, it's because we have a hype train or scam train going on right now, so I might be saying some things in chat to Twitch. But uh, the only real announcement I have, well actually no, I, I lie, I've got a few announcements. Uh, first announcement is that on next, next Friday the 9th, so June 9th, I will be running a Hunter the Reckoning 5E one-shot uh, surrounding VTubers uh, with VTubers as the players. So it should be a, should be a fun time. Uh, if you're a fan of Congo or Benno or Joggy, uh, veterans of the channel as well, definitely recommend uh, coming to check that out. That would be at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, other announcement is that starting Wednesdays, June, what is that, 7th, I believe? Yeah, June 7th, uh, we, I will be doing the Winner of Adam Fallout 2D20 system uh, with a new group. So that's going to be exciting. That'll be Wednesdays at 9 p.m. And then, still in the works, but in the future, uh, there will eventually be a Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition game, Saturdays at 5 p.m. So that'll probably be about June 17th, so do look forward to all of that. Other than that, uh, let's go ahead and get the players introduced. And, oh, wait, no, there is one thing I need to say, top of the session, is that this is a preemptive warning that if you are triggered or sensitive around subjects of death, uh, subjects of dementia and mental decline, uh, you might want to viewer discretion as advised on this episode. We're not going to go too heavily into it, but it is one of those things where I'd rather give people the trigger warning and cover my bases than surprise it on people. And the players and I have already talked about it, so we're all on the same page there. But speaking of players, let's get them to introduce themselves, starting with Mr. Randy. Good evening, everybody. I'm Randy. I'll be your uh, Captain Axelin, the intrepid Talaxian who leads the USS Ager. Uh, on the internet, I'm known as Dr. Nemesis. Uh, you can find me on Discord. All right, Jeremy. I'm Jeremy. I play our ship's almost as intrepid uh, executive officer, Commander Dugin Roos. And uh, you can find me on the internet as Eurospy every now and again. All right, Peter. Hey, everyone. I'm Peter, or Petrus Aquinas, around the interwebs. And I play the pragmatic chief engineer, Vectan. All right, Jeff, what, what, what do you have for us this week? Well, I'm Jeff, um, also known as Sunday on the on the internet. Um, I play the lovable. I guess another keyword I was using is intrepid. Um, an intrepid gear in being. He aspires to be intrepid. Helmsman, Boolean Helmsman, uh, within JG rank and Esrel. Okay. Yeah, that was more tame than I was expecting. Well done. Don't forget, I have the log. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, you have the log. All right, let's get the intro video going.
And welcome back. So, something we do for every one of our Starch Adventures games is we have the players do an opening log. And, uh, yeah, I believe uh, Esral has that tonight. So, please feel free to take that away. Um, Houndsman's Log, start date 90193.4. The Aegir is en route to the NK system. This is a race that lives on a small ring world in orbit of a brown dwarf star. Initial readings have shown that they tore their original planet apart to make the ring world. And we're set to arrive there in about three hours. And so far we've been unsuccessful in making contact with the Ken K with no reply or no sign of the signal being received. As a result, we're approaching at a much slower speed than normal and we're keeping our sensors on full alert. Additionally, the Z Spore phone hasn't rung once since we left Q space. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. After the Z Ambassador told us that the Zava attacked their peaceful delegation. Hopefully the Zava aren't behind the Kinkei's quietness either. I've been thinking about what would have happened if we visited the Zava first instead of the Z and we could have prevented or halted the Zava aggression. But they were that way before we got here, so... It's like my Ron D, my roommate back in the academy, said, stop being so nice. Sometimes you have to fight. I just hope we can be nice. Addendum. Uh, spore growth continues slowly. Good news is that using the spore phone as much as we have in the past, hasn't caused any population decrease. Additional addendum. Addendum addendum? Anyway, um, the book of sporticulture continues. Astra has been helpful at times, but she's not helpful on titles. The ones I think are best are mycelial to our celial. The book of shrooms, saying from the sporesayer. My personal favorite Sportastic sporticultural tips. Kind of rolls off the tongue. Uh, anyways, I got to get back to the flight deck. In log. A book of spore? Really? <laughs> you may have a momentum for making me lose my shit during the opening log. Um, so we do begin with you all about a few hours out, two, three hours out from the King K system. And before we got into it, I did want to give you all a chance to goof off as per usual. So our first scene for today is going to actually be in main engineering, where Vectan, I'm going to let you decide what it is, but it is the christening ceremony for a very important component, whether it's part of the warp core, just some widget or doodad, but everybody's there with a little flute of like bubbling liquid of some kind, and it's just there to have a, a fun time before the mission starts. But uh, if you need any help from me, just shout. Otherwise, Vectan, you're the star here. All right. I would like to thank everyone for being here for the initialization of the new Master Systems Display Console. The original Master Systems Display Console 
I heard many crew members referring to as a pool table, and I decided that such references were archaic and needed to be changed. So it has now changed from that shape to more circular so that we may collaborate more effectively. I do not know which nickname this device shall receive from the crew, though I am intrigued to find out what that would be. So without further ado, computer, activate Master Systems Display Console. And since I have a complication from chat, thank you, chat. (laughs) The computer beeps, Astra appears, she looks at the table and goes, yeah, it's not turning on, Chief. Astra, would you run a systems diagnostic? I am. It tells me that it should be on. I'm going to look at everyone. One moment, have you please. Tr- have you tried turning it off and on again? Well, you've got the off part. I'm going to crouch down underneath and open up the ODN panel at the bottom. Okay. The uh, captain will attempt to grab your drink so you can uh, have two free hands. Is there a cable that's what could have tripped over? That, that actually I was going to say is that you see that apparently someone has knocked out a cord that should be running into power. Fascinating. And I'm going to take that cord and attempt to reinsert it properly. It was probably Barkley. Yeah, probably. Well, the good news is I'm not going to require you to roll for... Well, I don't know. Do you want to do a difficulty zero roll? I mean, you're Yeah, luck. let's roll. Let's just see what happens. All right. Control engineering, difficulty zero. All right. Free the momentum. No complications. The Vulcan Science Academy is going to rescind your degree if you can't plug in a cable. <laughs> Big money, no win. Oh, there you go. Two successes. Yeah. You're up to three momentum. There you go. Yeah, you plug it in just fine. It's not like one of those cables where you got to go like, oh, flip it over. Nope, flip it again. No, you just plug it in right the first time. And as soon as you do, there's a little hum that goes through the device. And the new mirror MSD, I guess as I'm going to think of it, uh, begins projecting a holographic display of the A-tier. That's what I was going for. I offer my uh, your drink back to you, Vectane. Thank you, Captain. What do you well, think? Lovely toast. Huzzah! I hold up my glass. And I do the same. Attempt to tap it to yours in an archaic but slightly unsanitary gesture. After taking a sip, the captain says, I don't know, it definitely doesn't look like a pool table anymore. More like a poker table? A round table? A round table. Would that be a reference to Earth mythology? Oh, yes. There's a famous Earth uh, king who um, built a table that was round so that no one could be considered to be sitting at the head of it. But I imagine whoever was seated farthest from the king still felt a bit snubbed. Perhaps that individual would then be directly across from the king and would have to make eye contact on a regular basis. Ah, I like making eye contact, but it does. uh, Some uh, species do find it off-putting. Indeed. I think the issue is that I grew up on uh, starships, so I'm very used to having lots of conversations over vid screens. And I think eye contact in person is a lot more upsetting than it is over a screen. Well, we shall see how effective the engineering staff is now that there is no visible hierarchy at the center console. Yeah. 
I mean, I doubt there's going to be a huge change, but it's still nice. It is unlikely. But it what do you be think, an interesting Numero experiment. I don't know, sir. I think we're going to have to. I think we're going to have to see what happens. Hmm. Thematically, it's very similar to the uh, shape of this planet we're headed to, so that's nice. I keep thinking of rings and how you would build them and why you would live on them and what it would be like to live on them. I've never even seen a ring world. I've seen pictures, but... Esral, I see you trying that butt in. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, bullions use round tables for conference rooms all the time. Oh? That way nobody can get cornered in an argument. Fascinating approach. And I walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, does the display rotate? You know, depending on who's standing where? Yes, and you may manually rotate it by reaching up and touching the center area. Uh, the captain attempts to spin it really fast like a fidget spinner. Uh, yeah, you get that ship going at like 20 RPM. Woo! That is mesmerizing. And as you do it, uh, Astra begins to get a little woozy and goes, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Oh. Um, new bug. Um yeah, that's somehow connected to your inner ear simulator. Yeah, that that's a new one. Okay, all right. Sorry Look at that. the distance. Look in the distance. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Let me check the table's inertial compensators. I don't think it's a problem with the table. I think it's a problem with me. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine rotating the displays on any one panel should have any direct effect on you specifically. Right. Vectan, are you sure you plugged in that cord correctly? I believe so. Shall I check you know, it sometimes again? Sometimes you gotta really push, you know. I uh, elbow him slightly in a uh, wink-wink sort of gesture. Vectan goes to check it again. The cable is still plugged kidding. in. I was kidding. Totally a joke. <laughs> I believe we're very lucky that it was only connected to Astro's simulation of, uh, of motion rather than actually causing the ship to rotate quickly. It would be deeply upsetting if, uh, yeah, the engineering display console also Chat. steered the ship. Chat, the complication. It would be an interesting addition, though yeah, not no. perhaps wise. You know, you could put a video display, all all the any, any windows that would reflect the relative speed of the display turning, zooming, shrinking, spinning would cause the other displays to. Dude, that could be. Maybe. That seems like a recipe for violent nausea. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with having a fun mode, but probably uh, not on duty. If there might be it. something entertaining to do with display panels in your quarters or in a holodeck uh, simulation of the engineering deck. Yeah, there's there's a thought. Says Astra, she's rubbing her temples. Maybe maybe we can do what they did on Earth and do. Uh... A G-force chamber where we just spin you faster and faster and faster to simulate uh, you pulling G's. That does sound probably a lot more fun than it would be to actually do, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Shall I design a program for you, Captain? Of course. Sounds great. I, I should probably brush up on my piloting anyway. I could also simply set it on a circuit, and all you have to do is press the throttle. Very well. How about you, Astro? Do you need like a hangover cure? You want me to? No, no, I, I, I think I got it. Um, 
man, that is so disconcerting. It's like one moment I don't really care about an inner ear, and the next thing I know, it's kicking me to the dirt. That is very similar to the organic experience of dealing with inner ear distress. Hmm. Well, and she actually kind of twitches and looks off in the distance. Um, we're actually getting a hail from the King K, I think. It's coming from the ring world anyway. Finally, finally. All Shall right. I pipe it to the new table? Uh, open a channel, yeah. Okay. So appearing in the space where the ship was um, is now this image of what looks to be a ball of light that every time it speaks, it either glows and recedes or it glitches out kind of in a cyberpunky way. Um, but the voice is very clear and is almost, and I, I hesitate to put it this way, but it's very artificial where obviously Astra has a personality and she's still an AI. This is more of a thank you for calling for numero uno press, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but the voice is very short. It just says, Thank you for approaching the King K home system. Unfortunately, we are unable to meet with you at this current juncture. Please leave a message and we'll get back to you. And then it just repeats that as long as you want to listen to it. Uh, I, I start testing the waters to see if I can leave it a message. Greetings. This is the starship Ager of the United Federation of Planets. Captain Axelin speaking. We have approached your planet in the hopes of ex a cultural exchange, learning more about your people and telling you about our own. We can be reached at the following frequencies, and I list off some standard hailing frequencies. Your message has been received. It has been placed into the queue. Estimated time, nine, 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 and just keep saying nine. And close that channel, Astra. Yep, done. Why would you ever program a hold message for the case that every single person in your entire civilization was simultaneously unavailable? I'm not sure, sir, but I believe we should increase our alert status. Why? They didn't say anything threatening, did they? No, but I'm concerned that an entire that that literally the entirety of the species is as as one might say unable to come to the phone right now. Well, let's not jump to any conclusions. After the last one of these uh, first contacts, we I'm I'm trying very hard not to be twitchy so that we don't alarm anyone. I mean, we've been in their space for a really long time, and theoretically, they could have reached out to us at any point. So, if they were going to attack us, or if someone was going to attack us that had was like holding them hostage i suspect that would have happened by now still we should go up there go up to the bridge and start probing gonna figure this out I agree, the whole sir. planet the whole world just can't come to the cons right now it doesn't make any sense what are we detecting for life signs Astra kind of folds her arms and goes, I'm detecting approximately 66 million life signs. And they're all busy. Maybe we came uh, on a big holiday. Are they moving around? Are they moving around? Are they, in, are they incapacitated? Unable to tell at this distance. We're still about an hour and a half out. All right, well, everybody finish your drink and then head up to the bridge and uh, we'll start peeling the layers on this one. 
the captain sets, uh, finishes his champagne and heads to the turbo lift. I just, I just head to the turbo lift. <laughs> champagne forgotten. I hmm. get one of my minions to help clean up the champagne, and then head. Oh, to is the that what we're calling lift. them now, minions? Yes, they're my <laughs> minions. <laughs> Staff minions, unwilling slave labor. You know, whatever. Depends on how you look at it, I guess. Estral, you're going too? I'm headed out as well. All right, cool. We switch to the bridge where um, even at long range, you are able to at least see the ring world you're approaching. And it is as you initially scanned. It is a brown dwarf star with a small ring world in the habitable zone along that star. And as you arrive, uh, the replacement science officer, who we really need to name at some point, um, quickly informs you that uh, sir, while you are coming to the bridge, I uh, just want to let you know that it is a Class M atmosphere on the ring world, best we can tell. Uh, we also can tell that the initial position of the planet that made the ring world was much further out, outside of the habitable zone. Hmm. So I guess they would have a very different climate than they have now. I don't know, maybe they prefer it this way. I mean, well, obviously... My supposition prefer- is that perhaps the sun in the process of becoming a brown dwarf shrunk in both heat and light and they simply moved closer oh so they've been here a while well thanks for the update indeed sir and then they nod to Vectan and uh, vacate their seat alright Numeromino what's your uh, worst case analysis sell me on this yellow alert of yours it's just odd as you said sir that no one on the planet can take our message. Couldn't agree more. Very odd. Hmm. Yellow word is designed for odd scenarios. Fair enough. Call a sound yellow alert. Um, hmm. Why don't we launch a probe to scan nearer the actual ring world? I mean, obviously we're approaching as well, but that might help us get a little bit more uh, sensors before we're looming over these people. Yes, Lieutenant Uh, Hanson? Sir, uh, a thought just hit me. What if they're giving that general message as a sort of spam filter? Trying to clear out everybody who's trying to extend their air car warranties or so you think that that message plays to dissuade alien visitors that are unwelcome or that they just don't want to talk to well I mean they did play that they don't know yet so maybe they don't want to talk to us but I I'm comfortable pressing the issue until we at least get confirmation from someone that everything's okay down there. We're, we're not secretly trying to sell anyone anything over the spore phone, are we? No, sir, and it's still nothing has come across the spore phone since the Zinni ambassador, or the ambassador called us that last, that last time. Yeah, well, they're Been probably... Quiet pretty occupied with what seems like a sort of incipient war with their uh, nearest neighbors. Hmm. 
all the more reason for us to press the issue with this Singque or uh, King K. Um, however, we're saying that. After all, we have to warn them of the danger they're in. We we know the Zava have star maps that lead to their homeworld. So yes, um, bridge to Lieutenant Vectan. He's I'm right behind you, Captain. Go! Oh, well, sorry, I figured you'd be uh, plugging in more wires. Um, can you prepare a uh, probe with just a general uh, sensor apparatus to launch near the ring world? We'll see what we see. A normal sem- a normal sensor package, Captain. Yes, unless there's anything that we can do to focus specifically on the condition of the life signs we're seeing. If they're in any form of distress or... Of course, I can add a biomedical sensor package. Well, let's do that. Of course, Captain. So, Victan, uh, let's roll this all into one roll. Uh, go ahead right. and give me a reason and science, and the ship will assist you with a sensor science. The difficulty on this, for reasons that may or may not become apparent depending on your roll, is actually going to be a three. I'll roll for the ship. And you do have four momentum by my count. Okay. Would computers help me here? Um, I'd give it to you. Okay. Um, I would like to use at least one momentum to get another die. Okay, well... Ager's coming out strong with a crit. That's a good sign. All right. <laughs> nice. Okay, so that's a total of six successes. So you're now capped on momentum. You're at six. Very nice. Um, so here's what happens. Vectan, you assemble the probe. You send it out. And it, of course, travels faster than you are because it's, you know, you're traveling at warp like four or five and it goes like warp seven, eight, nine, whatever. Um, the probe enters the system begins to approach the ring world and then it cuts off and you start to wonder why did it cut off you know what's going on but then the probe begins transmitting again and you're seeing a different view of the system whereas before it just looked like it was a brown dwarf and the ring world now you're seeing there's a web of what looked to be some sort of guess you would call them Dyson mirrors set up around the, or Dyson Swarm I believe is what it's called. There's a Dyson Swarm around the brown dwarf that's collecting power and funneling it into a station in orbit uh, above the ring world itself. But what I should point out is that only the probe is seeing this. Your current visuals on the Aegir are not seeing this. Captain, there appears to be either a cloaking field or some other phenomenon occurring between us and the planet. Well, Ob- observe what I am able to detect through the probe, and I am going to throw on the view screen what the probe is detecting. Oh, wow. The Kinke may be vastly more advanced than we had first surmised. The ring world might have been simply the first step in their civilization's evolution towards truly taking this star by the horns if they are we detecting life signs from the probe like is the probe detecting life signs or was that a ghost reading well technically you do have a free question if you want me to answer yes please okay so there are still 66 million life signs so that has not changed the life signs appear to be the same are any of them on that station are they all on the ring if you want to spend a momentum, I can answer that question. 
I would love to spend a momentum to do okay. that, yes. There are 66 million, roughly, on the ring world, and one on the station? Huh. Well, let's engage a course to the station. Shrooms, can you uh, do that without uh, putting us too close to the ring world so that we don't alarm anyone there? Captain, allow me to quickly check the probe's logs to see if there is anything that we must prepare for while crossing a barrier, if there is one. By all means. Also, calculate the actual location of this cloaking. We'll call it a cloaking field for now, since we don't know any better. I'd rather not take the ager through it until we have a better idea of what it is. But yeah, Shrooms, if you could plot a course to the station so we uh, can uh, engage it once we're sure it's safe. You're muted, as is tradition. <laughs> oh, good. Hitting me right with, as the dog was barking. Okay. Hi, <laughs> sir. Can do. All right. So uh, let's do Vectan things first. Uh, if you give me an insight engineering, difficulty of three, and you, what you get on that will maybe lower or raise Estral's contest to fly through the field. May I use a momentum to grab another die? Oh, yeah, we got tons of it. Okay. That. Wow. Wow, you get the momentum right back. Very nice. So, yeah, actually, the more you look at it, the more it looks like just a standard conventional cloaking field that's just kind of expanded to cover an entire AU, more or less. Impressive. And I think I'll give you for free. All that power is coming from the Dyson Swarm that is feeding into that station. And I guess I probably should describe the station itself. That might help. Um, So the station is vaguely radish-shaped, where it's kind of like a spade, but a little bit more elongated. And it kind of has these leafy sprongs, but they're made out of metal, and they're not really leafy, but you know what I'm saying. They're, They're basically kind of... I guess you would call spokes is what I'm is the word I'm looking for here. But spokes coming off the top, and there's maybe about six or seven, and best you can tell, the ager could dock at one of them. Is it regular starbase size? Like, is it weird that there's just one life form there? Yes. Um, in fact, it is the same size as starbase one. Enormous. Is it the same size as? Um... What did we call it? The station at the uh, Black Hole Star. I would say that the Black Hole Star station is... I mean, by its own, it's pretty big, but it's not as big as Starbase 1. Okay. Shrooms, analysis, do you think you can get us through that cloaking field without uh, losing control or endangering the ship? Everything looks to be good on on the route. Shouldn't be a problem. We'll go ahead and engage your uh, intercept course. We'll call that 10% impulse. Yes, sir. Numero uno. What's our tactical outlay here? I mean, it seems like these people have put a fair bit of effort into not being seen. Yes, but, the, but I'm not... I do not believe we're detecting anything powering up. I'm still worried that something is wrong here that but not in in an overly aggressive way 
they might be very xenophobic. Then again, why wouldn't they shoot down our probe or cause it to have an accident? They clearly have a right. great deal of technology. They could have had it just malfunction or something and never see through their cloak. Maybe nobody's at the wheel after all. Like the message it, is literally accurate. That's my that's my current that's my current hypothesis, sir. My concern is that some automated system may take action, but that's really the extent of it. Uh, particularly as a species this advanced typically doesn't immediately open fire. They might try and make us go away or scare us, but shooting first and asking questions later doesn't seem to make sense. Here's what I want you to do. Get with Astra and go over the initial scan logs of the Zava. See if we're able to estimate whether or not it's possible that the Zava would have the tactical advance, advancements necessary to take on a civilization this powerful and leave them crippled in some way. I mean, they're the nearest hostile force we're aware of. I think I can answer that out of character. I think I can answer that reasonably definitively. Someone who can create a Dyson Swarm should not, shouldn't have been uh, threatened by the Zava. Am I roughly correct in my remembrance there? Yeah. Yeah. So if we, again, look at the big chart of civilization levels, mm -hmm. the next step up from a ring world is a Dyson Swarm or a Dyson Sphere. It's a Kardashev 2, mm -hmm. capturing right. all the power from your star. Right. But even a ring world is, is a significant advancement. And if oh, memory did. serves, if memory serves, the... the the aggressor race is very is reasonably low tech. Mm -hmm. I seem to remember them being such. Yeah, off 20, level, twenty third century. So my real concern is whether or not our analysis might have been in, inaccurate. See if you can find any discrepancies. Any Understood, uh, sir. Smoking guns. All right. So let's do Esrol, then we'll go to Roos, and then we'll continue forward. So Esrol. Um, you are piloting through the cloaking field or the field of effect. That's going to be a controlled con on your part. The Ager will assist you with a sensors con. I'm actually going to set this at a difficulty of five. Oi. Um, in that case, we will use, use two dice. Things. That'll be three momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, there's the five you need. Well done. So, uh, what I would say is that as you pilot the Aegir through, you get right up to the threshold and you're ready for it. You've got the inertial dampeners ready for it, but it's the equivalent of, say, living in the Arctic base in the Arctic or the Antarctic and then stepping outside into a blizzard where suddenly the ship is violently lurched to the side. You all are, you know, thrown from your seats or otherwise you're doing the, the, the hit shimmy, you know, the Star Trek shimmy. Um, and this maybe lasts for about 10, 15 seconds before you're through the field and the lights flicker back to full power, uh, damage reports coming in, nobody was really injured, nothing like that. But when you turn the camera to look behind you, you now see what appears to be the inside of a very, very large force field. And you are not getting any signals out of that force field. 
did the probe detect this before we did the probe detect this or is this explicitly a response to our entry the probe lost contact before when it entered the field let me see if i can pull up any further information from its logs well it lost contact and then and then started rebroadcasting right correct Pastor, rebroadcast our welcome, our uh, our hello message. Doing so now, sir. No now that we're reply. inside the field of effect, I want to make sure they get it in case they were somehow filtering it. Is it no reply or is it uh, thank you for calling? It's still the we will get back okay. to you in forever. Okay. <laughs> Captain, what would yes. happen if we directed our hail at the station itself rather than the planet or check? I mean, we're broadcasting a wide band. Hopefully anyone can listen and can pick it up. But I assume as if we attempt to dock with the station, they'll definitely have noticed us then. We could send a more pointed request to dock. Astro, send a uh, docking request to the station. Type beam. Folds her arm across her chest on the bridge and says, Strangely, we are getting birthing. Uh... Sorry, still suffering from the inner ear thing from earlier. Uh, we're getting birthing coordinates and a path in. Huh. Well, let's follow it. Is it uh, compatible, Nesrol? Yes, sir. You want to take the ager as a whole or oh, yes. take the Proxima? No, I'd like to uh, take the ager as a whole right now. I don't want to have too many... Uh, loose elements in this system. It seems pretty tightly controlled. We might need to keep that up our sleeve. All right, let's have the away party discussion. He looks pointedly at Roost. Uh, I think I should go, and you should stay. I think you're going to overrule me on that. I think I should go, and I think you should stay. Right. See? Well, let's see. How did we do this last time? Uh, you're the captain, sir. Mectan reaches and holds a coin out. <laughs> Good idea. Let's do the coin this time. I don't like to do, just do uh, fiat every time. You can call it numero uno. Hails. All right, Mectan, it's your coin. Roll me a 1d2 and uh, one is heads, two is tails. Rock, paper, rank. <laughs> I do this again and... Slash roll. Slash roll. Slash roll. Also, chat, the question of where Joy is, Joy is in that little ancillary room to the like the left side of the bridge that we only ever see like once in all of Star Trek, just waiting for all the <laughs> replacement officers. The so unready she's room. Alright, two. That's a two, that's a tails. So the coin appears to have chosen me. Does it does it matter or are you still going on the away team, sir? Well, even though I outranked the coin, I did choose the coin to be our method. So I'm going to main. Uh, I'm going to maintain the bridge uh, with Ensign Joy on helm because I would like our resident spore drive expert to go to the station with you. And uh, Vectan, everything working well enough in engineering that we can do without you for a little while? I believe so, Captain. That seems like a pretty well-rounded away team. Astra, Joy, and I will maintain the bridge in the meantime. 
Understood, sir. Ooh, actually, take the doctor with you. Now that I think about it, one life sign, this whole station, that's that's definitely a uh, an indication someone might need some help. I was planning on it, sir. Very well. Prep that away, team, and uh, Ensign Joy, if you would take the uh, con and bring us into the uh, pre-prepared docking uh, berth. Always happy to take control, sir. Every time. Every time. Axelin rolls his eyes behind her back. I heard that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> She's half Betazoid, half Orion. She can sense my emotions. Mm-hmm. All right. Vectan high long to transporter room two. All right. So one quick thing before we transport over, did you still want to do the study of the Zava uh, before you head over? No, I think yep. that's something I can do to occupy myself while they're okay. busy. Well, before you make the final decision, let me tell you what the role is so you don't pigeonhole yourself into something you're not great at. Um, it would be an insight and science or medicine. It would be a difficulty of five. Um, I could also see an insight security being uh, something that you could use here. Fine with insight and science. We could we could use our science officer too. You could. You indicated that you needed that, that that we needed to name one, and I believe we've got one on deck. I just couldn't put it in the system. Uh, is that uh, is that uh, Prek? Is that our science officer? No, he's transporters. No, nope, check uh, check the Discord. Checking Discord. Uh, ah, Benzite Science Officer Lieutenant Malden. Sure. Let me actually give you a sheet for him in Foundry. And give you all ownership permissions. All right, you should now see a Malden character sheet ready to be filled out. Okay, all right. In the meantime, I've got the PDF pulled up, so I can probably just roll the roll it manually. Yeah, sure. I'm rolling for uh, the captain. He can assist me. Okay. All right. I'm assuming that starship tactics or street smarts would apply here. So yes, they would both apply, which is good because that triggers your Talaxian thing. Yep, and Malden will uh, will literally um, assist with sensor operations or research, whichever both one would you apply. Wish. Rerolling with my Talaxian thing. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what I would tell you is you got to re. Well, let's see what your reroll is before I say anything further. Oh, I've done my reroll. The assist roll hadn't happened yet. Okay. Because then in that case, the assist roll has to be a crit, and then you would have to use determination reroll and get at least two successes. But that's assuming strong- the assist roll crits. I strongly suspect failure is inevitable, but we I shall see. Know. So that is, that, that is not a crit. Okay, it's so the only feasible way for you to pass this is if you spend a termination and get two crits here. Yeah, I'm fine uh, failing this one. Okay, so you and it the was new a science long shot officer, in the first place. Yeah, so you and the science officer uh, begin going over the details and are just not really not really making a whole lot of progress. But we'll revisit as the episode goes on so that you can stay in the loop. But as we go to Rus, Vectan, Esral, and Hylong. Um, you all dock with the station. It's kind of like a DS9 pylon thing where you just kind of dock with the upper arm. And then 
do you still want to use the transporter or do you want to go across the airlock? Probably across the airlock, I think. What, uh, what do you guys think? I mean, we did just dock, so that seems like the right answer. Since this tech, since this species apparently has high-level technology, it is possible that they also have transporter scattering technology that we are not aware of. I believe it might be Evan, might behoove us to simply use the basic methods of entry. I agree. You're muted, Esrael, as is tradition. I'm all for that too, sir. Long just very carefully checks that she still has her dick tag dagger. And she's like, yep, I'm mm -hmm. good. Bruce also checks to make sure that he still has his uh, special operations knife. Yes. Mm. Just how many knives are in this away team? Let's just, you know, there's one, there's two, there's three. Just start not enough. The answer <laughs> is not enough. definitely has one hidden somewhere that none of us know about. Mm-hmm. She's got like six on her at all times. Um, all right. So you go through the Aegir side of the airlock and waiting for you on the other side is mm -hmm. what looks to be a. How do I want to say this? Not quite a Prometheus level, like big, sterile white corridors with blue LED lightings, but it's pretty close where. It just bleeds and is the essence of clean, sleek, and sterile. And as the spiral door, the iris door, opens up and permits you entrance into the station, what immediately meets your uh, nose is the smell of what could be roses mixed with some kind of a tulip. So very floral scent. Um, but also waiting for you, floating in the air, is a small sphere. Uh, it's made of gold. And it doesn't seem to have any discernible markings, but it's seemingly just floating mid-air, uh, just sort of right in your path. Is it at all similar to the spherical shape that came through on that recorded message? Um, I mean, obviously, it's round, so it's that you know it's similar in that respect. But I mean, beyond that, it is actually very similar. It, it obviously doesn't have the glitch effect going on, but it does appear to be very similar. Hello, I'm Commander Dujan Roos of the United Federation of Planets. It opens up this tiny, tiny aperture on the front, and then a blue beam that's very stereotypical scanning goes over the entire away team. And then the little aperture seals, and a voice in at least a language that translates on your communicators mm -hmm. says, Welcome to the facility. Would you like to see the grandfather now? Yes. He looks to the rest of the party. The grandfather is currently asleep. Would you like a scenic tour on the way? Yes, I believe that would be very beneficial. Very well, please follow me. And the ball begins floating backwards along the sterile corridor. Very slowly takes out a tricorder to start scanning. Okay. So what I would tell you is that the moment you pull out your tricorder to scan, the ball stops and okay. turns and says, please limit your scanning devices to a certain frequency. We do not wish to disturb the grandfather. Understood. Which frequency Which frequ might that be? It provides a frequency that 
effectively limits your tricorders to about 25% capability. I shall modify my tricorder accordingly as I wish to record whatever I can. Bruce just puts his tricorder away. Oh. Well, Vectan is also special. He has the engineering tricorder, which mm -hmm. is also very important. Yes. So, uh, feel free to interrupt at any point, but you begin being led through a long series of corridors, and every once in a while, parts of the wall will open up to like a glass dome or transparent aluminum dome where you can kind of see into the station. And one of the first things you see is the, I guess you would call it the energy aperture from which all the Dyson Swarm energy is being fed into the station. Um, what you're seeing is that it's very similar to, to borrow a Marvel reference for a moment, it's very similar to the arc reactor that Stark has in Iron Man 1 at the, the facility, the, the Stark Labs, where it's mm -hmm. just kind of this big torus that is just circulating with turbulent energies, not unlike a warp core might. Um, but it's a very large torus. We're talking easily two, three times the size of the Aegir, if not larger. Um, and as you know, as you let as you let past this, your little floating ball says, "This is where the energy is harnessed from the Dyson sphere or Dyson swarm." As you can see, the output is at almost peak efficiency. Druce looks uh, without speaking to Vectan. Kind of raises an eyebrow. Is this actually true? Based he doesn't on my... say that out loud. He's just kind yeah. of yeah. I'm going to use my tricorder to attempt to determine if this is max output or if it's just uh, functioning at base level. Gotcha. Um, either a reason or science engineer, or reason science or reason engineering. Difficulty of one. Reason engineering, because that's my best. So. Two successes, you get a momentum. Um, yeah, even with your tricorder in a reduced state, that's a whole lot of power. In fact, the only other uh, power on that level is, well, obviously it's still magnitudes higher, but it's still uh, the void station back at the Black Hole Star. That's, it is an amazing power plant. What is it, what is all of that energy used for? It Forgive is used. me, I'm not a scientist. It is used to regulate the ring world below, as well as provide the scattering field which protects the grandfather and his children. Ah. That would make sense. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Of course. You were Q number one. Ah. How long has it been since there was another entrant in the in the queue? Or is that not a question I'm permitted to know the answer to? It lists off a time that you would take maybe a few minutes to convert it to a star date. Roughly about the current time in real life right now. So that's what, three, four hundred years? Hmm. Ah, it has been some time. Indeed, the grandfather will be overjoyed that he has a visitor. And we will be thrilled to meet him. Meanwhile, back on the ship with the captain. So you're and still crunching numbers with uh, your new science buddy, and you're not making a whole lot of headway, but 
Um, what you are detecting is that, remember that force field-like effect that I said was following in your wake as you entered into the cloaking field? That now mm-hmm. seems to have dissipated, or at least it's not as solid as it was. Maybe that was a, a measure in case we immediately displayed hostile tendencies, and now that we've uh, docked and acted civilized, they're uh, backing down a little bit. That's, that's a good sign. I'm going to interpret that as a good sign. And don't be discouraged, Lieutenant Malden. I think that uh, really what we're doing is we're turning over a stone that we've already turned over just to make sure we didn't miss any worms. So the fact that we're not finding anything probably just means we did our job right the first time. And I think uh, I'm actually going to give control of Malden to uh, Jeff here. I'll let Jeff uh, pilot the Benzite. That's totally not because they're both blue characters he's playing. <laughs> totally, totally not. We're not going to we're not going to force Jeff, uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff to control. Uh, Joy. So yeah, smart move. Oh god. Um, sir, why would we be looking for worms? It's an expression. We're not really looking for worms. We're looking for for nuances in the data that we might have missed. Uh, all the information is there in the data. So. Yes. So thank you for your help. Good job. Excellent work. Anytime, sir. I'll continue to look for worms. Not that good good use of the expression and certainly not a literal thing you're going to actually do, right? I don't believe we have worms on the ship, sir. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, oh, which is a good thing. Putting on blood worms could be replicated, but... Gawk. But... Well, I understand it's not as good as the real thing. We don't need to replicate any worms. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Definitely wouldn't be as good. Um, so, yeah, thanks for your help. Good job. Excellent. Anytime, sir. Now, the benzites are the ones who look like catfish, right? Yes. The worms just kind of... I think that's going to be catfish. a new running gag. That's. I think we've already be. found the gag for this character. I think we've got Captain. It. The captain looks over at Joy. Is he always like that? He's always looking for the worms, sir. I'm right. a little rebreather. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to um, reorganize the interface on my console here. You let me know if anything interesting comes up. Of course, sir. Just Speaking don't, don't of, ever send uh, all of the normal people off of the ship at once. Then you're stuck with the weirdos. <laughs> the perils of being the one that has to stay behind. Now you know how Roos feels. Oh, going to make Meldon, him stay behind on every mission from now on, yes. And Meldon will just be focusing on that data, looking for something that might possibly be there. Even if it's not... Technically, it is a uh, it is a new role. Uh, if you want to attempt the difficulty five again, again, it's reason science or reason medicine. Difficulty of five. I mean, I feel like that would uh, involve inviting that guy back on the bridge, and uh, I think I've I need a I need a buffer between conversations with him. So now the captain's going to just uh, monitor the away team for right now. I think that's the more interesting thing going on. I'm looking at Malden's stats. Malden's got a really good reason science. You might want to keep. You could try it himself. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, let's legit, have him try and I'll better... assist him. I'll, I'll assist him. How's that? 
Who yeah, wants to I was roll? gonna say he legit. I mean, he's missing a talent because this is the first time he's here. But if you power mm-hmm. him up with talents as you keep activating him, he's pretty powerful. Yep. And I'll assist this time if somebody wants to roll for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you do have three momentum if you wish to use it. I will use one. All right. Well, there's one from uh, Axelon, and you do have a focus, by the way, for. Uh, nope. I was gonna. I was just looking. Yeah, Baldwin has research and sensors, which would be good for us. Ooh, but unfortunately, that's a 19, a 17, and a 14, oh. which is... Well, you still you rolled Control Command, which isn't correct. So that 14 oh, actually... Yeah, the 14 would be a 1, but that's still only two successes of the mm-hmm. 5 you need. So still still no headway there, unfortunately. No worms. Yeah. Wormless. No worms. Captain <laughs> thinks they could still be there. We will keep looking back to the away team. So away team, at this point, you've been shown a grand arboretum that's basically the size of uh, New York State Park, or, you know, the Central Garden in New York City. So very large. Um, You've been led by what appear to be large computer banks that are maybe about two or three steps up from your current computing technology. But one thing you would notice, especially Vectan, without any role required, is that an inordinate amount of power is flowing through those computer banks. As in, there's more power going to them than what you think they should be getting. In a more common layperson way, they're overclocking. Now, why they're overclocking, you have no idea, but they're definitely overclocking. Um, But eventually, you all are led to what is essentially a waiting room, where the corridor ends in a door that is about the size of an elephant, and it is uh, in front of the space. There is just a series of chairs. They just kind of look like normal chairs. Um, and there also is a reception desk of some kind, or at least some sort of a, a raised dais uh, that the sphere floats over to and says, please have a seat. The grandfather will be with you when he uh, wakes up. Thank you. How long does the grandfather normally sleep? grandfather has not awoken in time. Understood. Does this station look like it? I mean, th- th- that was just a state. Th- that was just the, the size of a massive state park. I, and I'm not I'm not saying this out loud. Uh, I'm thinking this. Does this station look like there probably were more residents at some point, or has it all, or has it always just been an art, you know, a, a museum for one dude? I mean, that's a reception desk, for example. Does it look like human or a a sentient mandate at one point, or yes. not? Okay. Yes. Um, in fact, if you want to give me a insight security at a difficulty of zero, I can give you more information and momentum. We'll do that. And by my count, I think you're at two momentum at the moment. Yep. What I'm seeing. Let's see. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can use a focus here unless diplomacy works. Knowledge of nah. cultures, but nah, I'm not. Infiltration would be the the closest, but even that's a stretch. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. So, okay. hey, it's a momentum. Hey, it's momentum. Yes, yeah. I know, Lord Exile. We did count for your momentum. It got spent on uh, the Benzites roll, so we are counting for you. Don't let you worry. But yeah, uh, with the one success, what I can tell you is that the chairs are 
very humanoid, like mm -hmm. extremely humanoid, as in you fit into the chairs unnervingly well humanoid. And as you start to think the thoughts you just described, do the mental math and you think hey, you could probably fit maybe a million people on the station comfortably if you really had to. Is there dust on the arm of the chair? There is. Was there I dust in the hallway? I scan the layer of dust and see how thick it is to determine to my... Yeah, so no rule required. You scan the layer of dust, and it is... You remember that time that you were given by the uh, your little yeah. assistant? Uh, that more or less matches up from when Grandfather last woke up. So let's put a coin on it. Let's say three, four hundred years. I'm going to look at Commander Ruse. It seems that Grandfather may sleep for an extended period. Is there any way that I and my compatriots could explore this wonder of a station while we wait? I'm certain you can find us and let us know that Grandfather has awoken, should he do so. Presence command, difficulty of four. Diplomacy. Yes. One would hope. Can I assist by looking very eager? Sure. I guess oh, yeah, you're be, such uh, an eager beaver. Yes. Yes, Esral, you would be a presence con. This is a big scam. Yeah, div four here. You got three momentum. So what do you think, folks? How many should I spend? Just one or two? This is a 16 for me with a four as the skill. Mm, Those are decent odds to crit. I'm a 10 and a 4. Negotiation as a focus? Yes. Or probably. That seems legit. Mm -hmm. So just one or three? I don't I don't necessarily want to blow them all. I lean that toward seems, one. I lean towards I'm, one as well. It seems reasonable. Unless you think otherwise. I mean, I'm not there, but you know, that's what I think. Oh, that, yeah, that, that's where I am. Three dice, focus, aid from Esserol. Well, you got three. You missed it by that much with Esserol. That's a 15. You were shooting for a 14. So do you have any way to reroll that 19 that you got there, Ruse? I don't think I can use advisor here because... Yeah, you would have had to do the assist. I Yeah. So I think, I'll tell you what, I'll let it be a compl a success with a complication. Yes, let's ride it. Okay. So, um, the little ore bounces a little bit and says, Very well. However, I cannot permit you to travel the station alone. Please allow me to summon another receptacle. And uh, it doesn't beep or float or do anything to signal that another one of it is coming. Mm -hmm. But after a few moments uh, coming from the same corridor you just came down is another golden orb. Is Excellent. it in any way different orb? Like, is it larger, smaller? Nope, Bristling looks to be the exact same. Cannons? Okay. Of course a guide would be lovely. Thank you. 
And with that, I think we are going to take our five to ten minute break because the puppy is staring at me through the camera. So we'll be back very shortly, everybody. Stick around. <laughs> and welcome back. Now, for those of you watching this on YouTube, you're going to see that things are a little bit different. And that's because, well, we had a bit of a technical issue that caused us to split the session in half. So we are resuming where we left off. And that was with the away team on the station above the ring world that belongs to the King K. And they were investigating not only the station, but the enigmatic individual known as the Grandfather, who apparently hasn't been woken up in over three to four hundred years and where things go from there, I leave it to the players, but I believe Commander Roos has the supplemental log. First Officer's Log, Supplemental. Commander Vectan, Lieutenant Esrol, and myself, we were aboard a massive ring station orbiting a Class M planet inhabited by the King K. This facility appears to be maintained by machine servitors, but is putatively under the command of the Grandfather, a being of unknown origin. The drones indicate that they will introduce us to the Grandfather as soon as he awakes. But based on our observations, this creature has been asleep for 400 years or more. 66 million sentients are on the planet below, but the Grandfather is the only life form aboard the station. Accompanied by one of the globe-like caretakers, we continue our investigation. All right, very good. So... We resume with the, I guess we're calling them receptionists at this point, or what was the word I used? Um, Gamut and R, blanking on it. Receptacles, that's the word I used. Um, one of the receptacles has come at your request to go explore the station while you wait for Grandfather to wake up. And you'll also note that, uh, Roos, as you step forward to go off on your own or maybe bring some of the others with you, mm-hmm. uh, Hylong actually grabs Esrol and Vectan real quick and whispers, I, uh, I'm not getting a connection back to the ship. I, I think something might have changed. Can you tell if it's because of interference from a physical object or if it's the shielding? I guess it's some form of shielding, but I didn't notice a field going up or anything. It's just one moment I had a connection and the next I didn't. I shall endeavor to monitor the situation to see if there are any fluctuations in this field. Did it happen after we did anything in particular? Well, right after the commander there just asked if we could be escorted around or explore the station. Perhaps they simply do not want us to contact our ship to leave. Maybe? That is distinctly possible. Well, it's your call, Commander. I mean, technically I could outrank you in a medical matter, but on this, this is all you. I don't think we're there yet, Master Chief. Well, we might as well take this opportunity to explore the station, no? So, I say to the babysitter, Mm -hmm. this park is quite impressive. What other biomes or 
particularly interesting spaces are there aboard? If you'll follow me, I will show you. And they begin floating down the hallway. And if you don't come with them, they'll stop and wait. But as long as you're walking, they'll sort of trail ahead of you. Um, quick question, because again, where we left off, you were kind of in a reception area before a door that was elephant size that was leading to supposedly the grandfather. Are all four of you going, Roos, Vectan, Esral, and Hylong, or are one or more of you staying behind? I don't... Uh, my Roos's head, in Roos's head, there's not really a... There's no percentage in staying behind, and it's probably better if we stick together. The grandfather hasn't woken up in 400 years, so... I will, however, attempt to set my tricorder to... Um, track our path just with simple inertial sensors and things like that. Alright. Let's make a roll of that. Uh, go ahead and give me a control and a con difficulty of one. And, and actually infiltration would be a focus here for you. And what is the tricorder roll? <laughs> tricorder doesn't roll anything. Tricorder, tricorder just beeps uh -huh. and, and boops. I tried. Gotta get you one of those spore tricorders for future <laughs> visions. Well, do I have a helmsman tricorder? Uh, no, but you probably have something spore related. We'll, we'll discuss that later when I when I actually think about it. Uh, but with three successes, that gives you two momentum. And yeah, Roos, you begin tracking and making a map of the facility. And I'm going to say with that level of success, the receptacle does not seem to care or does not notice. That's that's explicitly explicitly why I wanted to try and use things like inertial sensors, things that are purely passive, mm -hmm. rather than active scanning technology. Yeah, well, you're good as much as possible. So, with all of you falling behind the receptacle, you are shown six different biomes. You're shown Grand Central Park because uh, mm -hmm. that's the one you mentioned first. So again, you're seeing lots of Terran greens fake blue skies, white clouds, whole Class M environment. Um, you're next shown a Class L, so kind of a mountainous mm -hmm. cypress tree, you know, lower oxygen kind of a thing. Uh, then you're shown, interestingly, you're shown a Class Y, a demon planet style atmosphere. And then you're also seeing the other classes of environments going down the whole list. If you want me, I can explain further, but you're basically shown all the classical big environmentals that are classified within Star Trek. Um, and as the receptacle is showing you all of these, it's telling you basic facts like, oh, and in this environment we have so-and-so creatures, we have so-and-so uh, levels of uh, food production, things of that nature. But none of you see any people. None of you see any other mm -hmm. receptacles. None of you actually see any of the wildlife that the receptacles are talking about. So when it mentions birds, for example, you see no birds. When it mentions fish, you see no fish, even on your tricorders. Only the flora, no fauna. Yes, correct. Um, I would like, uh, let's see. Actually, I'll just ask the question. Or... Hmm. Master Chief, do you, you are, as a doctor, you're probably the closest thing we have to a biologist present. Do you happen to, can you tell if the, if these environments have 
run out of control or if they are maintained in or if they're maintained in this condition for example there should be fauna there so Hylon, based on the description Hylon kind of looks out one of the windows and we'll say for example you're looking across, across the uh, class L environment at the moment mm-hmm. which kind of looks across and goes well and this is just my unbiased opinion it looks like they're at least taking care of the slopes and the trees there. I mean, none of them look particularly overgrown, and the snow looks to be fresh, and no signs of avalanches or rock falls or any natural disasters. So my only conclusion is that they are maintaining the flora, but for some reason, either the fauna all died out, or they were not part of the caretaker program. Again, it's a guess, sir, but just looking at it, that's, that's my initial assumption. Understood. Excuse me. Yes, I'm how interested. May I help you? I'm interested to see one of these one of the creatures you just described. Could you point one out for me? Of course. And then it makes like a little laser pointer and it points through the glass. And if you squint you can see that it's like highlighting a tree with its little laser pointer. It says if you look in that tree over there, you will see and it says a word that does not translate in the slightest. I'm going to pull up my tricorder and try to use a visual zoom. Okay. So you zoom in, and uh, yeah, there's nothing in that tree. I'm going to look at um, Bruce and, and, like, slowly shake my head. Thank so you for pointing that out. Is it reference a creature that is not there, or is it reference a creature that is both not there and that we've never heard of? Like, is yes. it, look, a majestic peacock, or is it saying, behold the feathered Grimble Dark. Uh, the latter, the Grimble Bark. Okay. Or mm-hmm. Grimble Dark. Maybe that's maybe that's a new species we're gonna make up here. Uh, yeah, you uh, you do not see the fabled Grimble Dark. Thank you for showing us this part of the station. I believe that would it be possible to see the habitation areas of the station? These are the habitation areas. Hmm. Unless you were asking to see the personnel quarters. Yes, I believe so. Please. We are, after all, we are, after all, our mission is to find new life and new civilizations. Please follow me. And this is where things start to get weird. Because the first personnel quarters they show you are kind of like the kind ones you have on the age year, where they're designed for humanoids. They're designed for mm-hmm. roughly four feet to seven feet tall people, two arms, two legs, things of that nature. It matches up with the reception area chairs that you saw earlier. But then, not the elephant-sized door. Not the elephant. Yeah, the elephant-sized door was kind of the red herring there. Red herring? No, not the word I want. The uh, sore thumb, <laughs> sore thumb, black sheep, that sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Elephant in the room. Elephant in the room, exactly. <clears throat> um, whereas, again, these quarters look normal. Now, obviously, there's alien trappings to them, like you're seeing symbology mm-hmm. that the Universal Transitor hasn't quite caught up to. There's artwork that seems really weird, um, but they look human livable if it came down to it. Then the receptacle shows you a different set of quarters, and these are drastically different. These look like they are designed for creatures that are about the size of a horse, like a Terran horse. And they are 
nominally not even designed for things with arms. In fact, it looks like maybe some form of a claw was used instead, like a lobster claw instead of like fingers, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and then you're shown another environment where this time it looks like, and again, this is just all passive things you guys would know from Starfleet. Um, you see that it is even larger. So we've gone from a horse to a potential elephant size where you're talking things like a prehensile trunk. Uh, you're talking things like big creatures in general where the beds are large, the spaces are larger. You see where I'm going with this kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. So what you do with that information, I leave to your discretion, but you're definitely seeing that at least four or five distinct different species are present in the living spaces. Do they appear to be older or new? Do, do any Does any particular set of spaces appear to be older or newer than the others? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked that because we're going to make that a roll. Go ahead and give me a insight and con or science. Well, even security. Con, science, or security. I'll let you be the arbiter of which. Uh, I will say the difficulty will be three, though. People on the team, do any of these... Uh, I'm the XO, I get to ask this question out loud. And people answer it. Do any of these quarters seem to be older or newer than any others? I look at I, the dust. I can sit, I will look at the uh, the mechanical differences to see if there's like a level of technology difference. Um, so what was the role again? Uh, for you, it would be an inside science. For uh, Estral, it would be an inside con. The difficulty is a three. Okay, inside science is a 14 for me. Um, so It's a, let's see, my security for me, if I assist you, will be a 12. Does dust count as a spore? No, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> all out of my shoulders. The spores are all. Um, since I'm looking specifically at the structure and technology, would Starship construction help at all? Or I'll perhaps art, depending on the layout of the rooms? No, I'll, I'll give you Starship construction. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Roos is going to. All right. There's four successes bringing you up to five momentum. Well done. And I'll use one die. Oh, so we'll take the we'll take the first one then. So you're up to six momentum. You are capped. Well done. All right. So working together, you achieve a breakthrough or a revelation in mm-hmm. that the larger spaces are the oldest. So the elephant size are the oldest, mm-hmm. and the smaller the rooms get the newer, quote-unquote, they are. But we're still talking a time span not measured in centuries, like you might think. We're talking millennia difference here, where the elephant-sized rooms were last used about maybe about seven to 8,000 years ago. So they have been out of commission or unused for a long time. Whereas one of the smaller rooms, in fact, one of the, we'll say, Cocker Spaniel-sized rooms that you're mm-hmm. shown, that's only about three or 2,000 years old. 
I have, I, have an idea, I have an idea, sirs. Um, a gentleman, I'm sorry. Um, do you, technology always progresses to make something bigger or smaller. You always go to miniaturization of any type of technology to make it easier to carry. What if they're doing genetics the same way? The original people of this planet were super big. They were testing out other different modifications, but going smaller each millennium. And now they're so small, they're on the ring world, 60 million or 60 billion? 66 million. 60, 66 million. But we can't see them because they're so small, but we can read them on the tricorders. Fascinating hypothesis, Lieutenant. It come, I was, as I was researching the spores, I came across a book from a Dr. Seuss. It's called Horton Hears a Who? And it was about a dandelion seed. It's a plant that has these little seeds that pop up. It's kind of like spores. It didn't pan out in my research, but it's something I remembered for this. It was people living in it that shrunk down. I think he was the chief mm. science officer, Dr. Seuss, on the uh, SS Sam I Am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is certainly something to consider. Just a thought. Thank you, Lieutenant. They're so small now, we can't see their footprints in the dust. Are you postulating that they are present on the station at this time? You have to be careful where we walk. I'm going to point uh, my tricorder at the ground and scan for life signs. Well, chat redeemed a complication, and I think the complication is going to be that when you scan the floor, you, uh, you detect a lot of life forms. Like, a lot of life forms. Like... Hundreds of millions of life forms. Hopefully they're not flesh-eating. Commander, we may have an issue. There are millions of life forms on the deck. Hesfield jumps up onto you. one of the... Hylong looks at you and pulls out her tricorder and pushes a few buttons and says, um, I'm just detecting the four of us. And also, you know, even if there were microorganisms on the deck or life forms too small for us to see, we would likely not crush them with our boots. You are correct, Commander. Okay. Seeing That's as we have discrepancies. I, I, say, I say that more I say that more looking at Esrel there, who jumped up on a chair. As you're going to give my tricorder. You turned off the, the bacteria spam filter there on your tricorder. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually going to introduce a complication that's going to stick with your tricorder until you fix it, Pectan. Is that uh -oh. um, since you had to set your tricorder to a certain frequency, as you did at the request of the receptionist or the receptacle, um, something about that frequency is giving you false readings. So until you fix that issue... Your complication range whenever you use that tricorder is going to be a 16 to 20, just so you know. I have another request. Since we are waiting for the grandfather to awaken, after all. The receptacle kind of pulses with a golden light. Yes, how may I help you? I am a teacher. 
I was wondering if you had any libraries that I could see. I would love to learn more about the peoples here and the, the environments. Please follow me. And it starts floating off. That's why these things float so they don't step on anything. <laughs> All those tiny little Bajorans that you're surrounded by. While you're Mander. dodging tiny little Bajorans, let's actually go mm -hmm. back to the captain and the rest of the, the beta mm -hmm. crew on the Aegir. So, Would it be easier for story purposes for me to, to voice uh, Hylong to keep the focus on the away team? or No, no I think bouncing back and forth is going to work out well here. Okey but yeah, um, what I would say is that you have another opportunity to, as we were making the gag, dig for some worms in regards to the Zava, um, or you could do something else. But what I will say is that we'll say Joy is the first to notice you're no longer in contact with the away team. That was, I yeah. was ex exactly what I was going to ask. Captain. Captain, we've lost contact with the away team. Uh, all right. Uh, hail the station. Open a channel for me. I'm doing my best, sir, but I can't seem to penetrate the shielding. Hmm. The nearest part of the ring world, can we still be in center range of the station if we go there? The answer is yes. Yes, sir, we can. Well, presumably speaking, the citizens that are living on the ring world are at least aware of the station, if not in control of it. So we should go there and see if it can explain if they can explain to us why we've lost contact with our crew members. Setting a course, sir. So just so we're all on the same page, the Aegir is disengaging the dock and is going to go to the ring world. Is that correct? Yes. Just wanted to be sure. That, is that dock compatible with our shuttlecraft or with our uh, Proxima? If you wanted to dock the Proxima, you could. All right. Um, yeah, I'll task... Uh, well, not Joy, because that could relate, uh, result in a, a diplomatic incident. I will task a, uh, a person who knows how to pilot the Proxima mm -hmm. uh, to dock with the station and, and await the crew if they need an emergency evac. Okay. So uh, and then, yeah, we'll take the rest. Of it. We'll take the Aegir itself over to. Uh, I guess the easier thing would be just to take the Proxima over there and then leave the Aegir where it is. I was going to say I don't know if the station will let us disconnect. Yeah, so I will. Uh, I will pilot the Proxima there. Who are you taking with you, and who are you leaving in charge? That is a very good question. Uh. Let's see, we've got our transporter chief, we've got our science lieutenant. I will leave Lieutenant Malden in charge. Okay. And I will take uh, our uh, Tellarite uh, chief prec with me so that at least, you know, I've got somebody there who can beam me out if I get into a pickle. I was I forget, who was doing prec? Was that Peter who was doing prec? I did, but only briefly. I, I just, yeah, I, I yelled across the bridge. Ah. Call the captain an idiot. Tombe does a good uh, Telluride, I think. Mm -hmm. okay. Go for it. 
Let's you do it. I don't do it till all right. I got Malden. Oh, I must be getting that mixed up. Hmm. Well, whoever wants to play with whoever wants to play Prec. Uh, so you've got Prec, you've got the captain, and then do you want to take an instance of Astra with you as well? Yeah, the Proxima Astra is still. Oh, I mean, I have the Proxima Astra. I'll take a uh, uh, the Ager Astra. Yeah. Okay. So you'll take an instance Eight. of Astra. Mm-hmm. So you launch out of the shuttle bay of the Aegir. You start to bank away from the station and head down towards the ring world. Are you trying to land anywhere in particular? Uh, yeah, I want to find uh, if there are any concentrations of those 66 million life forms, like cities or clusters. Okay. Uh, so the away team, number two, I suppose. Uh, I need a role of a reason and a medicine, or reason and a science, and the Proxima will assist you with a sensor's science. Um, Malden got, can do the reason science. I'll get Proxima. I left Malden in charge of the Ager. Oh, he's on the Ager. So Astra can perhaps make the science check. Yep, Astra is a character um, you can roll with. Would Astrometrics apply here, or...? Um, this would be more of like a cultural studies or a uh, paleontology or really anything like people focused in this regard. Uh, for you people this. focused, I have esprit de corps, economics, negotiation, and street smarts. None mm. of which sound like they probably <laughs> Nah, I can't really stretch any of those in my mind, unfortunately. Right. I would like to spend a momentum and uh, enable my... Uh, my uh, well-traveled, or it's a not a momentum, a threat. I would like to offer a threat to use my okay. well-traveled or widely-traveled uh, talent. Okay. To get a temporary uh, focus. I mean, I'll take the threat. Okay. Uh, how about xenoarchaeology? Sure. When I was uh, just uh, when I was in my first post after the uh, after the academy, I was dating a xenoarchaeologist. Uh, at the starbase I was uh, stationed on and uh, I I learned a lot of random facts from her mm-hmm. alright so that would be ap- applicable to this task yep alright so using a focus I roll wow, that's, that's already four successes let's see what the Proxima rolls sensor science sensor science All right. Mm. Well, the difficulty was a four, so no extra momentum. But you're already a cap, thanks to Chad. So mm-hmm. even if you did, you would have had to spend it on stuff. Thanks, but Chad. with that many successes, what you find is that the Proxima is drawn towards, or at least you start flying towards, one of the largest concentrations of life forms. And when you start to look out of the windows of the Proxima, or maybe pull it up on the view screen, what you're seeing is a bountiful valley where it is a rainforest not overgrown it's a well-kept rainforest where it looks wild to a degree but the more you look the more you see intelligent design behind how the trees are laid out how the forest paths are made things of that nature and this is where you see your first instance of what might be a kinke um you're seeing what is essentially the fusion between a small monkey and what looks to be some form of a lobster. So imagine kind of a, maybe a bipedal lobster, still with kind of a lobster tail, but it seems to have multiple arms. Uh, It's got two main arms that have lobster claws on it, 
and then it has two other arms that are more humanoid shaped or at least it has four fingers on it and they just okay. seem to be going about the valley swinging around on vines and generally living okay I attempt to land somewhere nearby alright so do you want to land in the valley near the entrance to the valley near the entrance to the valley okay I don't want to me- uh, risk messing up their wildlife. I'm not like a highly skilled pilot. All right. So you sit down, and you confirm it's a Class M atmosphere. You can breathe. No issues there. Are you leaving Freck with the Proxima? Well, very much so. Yeah, he's sort of the uh, safety net. Okay. Next question. Are you taking any tools or weapons with you? I'll bring my tricorder and uh, phaser. Yeah. Okay. So, Captain, you step out into the environment. The air is humid. Maybe uncomfortably humid, but still livable. And the air is roughly about 80 degrees Fahrenheit. So, you know, humid makes it more like 90, but you're still able to breathe. one of those captain's vests. Mm -hmm. But the moment you step out of the Proxima, you begin to hear what sounds like a small stampede headed your way. You turn to look and you kind of squint out through the rows of trees and you see that maybe about 10 kinke are coming rapidly in your direction. Now, in terms of size compared to you, they are about Cocker Spaniel size. They are very small, all things considered. Greetings, I shout. I come in peace. Okay. Is that all you do? Because they keep getting closer. Are they carrying any, like, weapons or anything? Uh, well, what I would say is that their lobster claws are probably their own weapons. Uh, in that case, I will draw my phaser, but not point it at anybody. Okay, they get closer. Please, stay back. I come in peace. I just came here to talk with you. They're getting closer. Oh, dear. Uh, I brace myself, but I'm not going to, like, be the guy who shoots first. Okay. No Han soloing. Stay back, please. So, right at the last minute when you think they're going to tackle you or start biting at you or start clawing at you, they form like a little ring around you. And in a voice that is somewhere between a child's and somewhere between, um, what's the word I want? An adolescent is the word I want. So a very immature voice. Uh, one filled with wonder. They sort of say, are, y- are you the grandfather? Hello. Uh, no, I am not the grandfather. My name is Captain Axelin. I am a visitor. Grandfather Axelin, you, you must be the grandfather because you came from the sky. But... I am definitely not the grandfather. I come from a a whole group of people that live far away in the sky. Okay. So why have you come here, Grandfather Axelin? Can I project like a hollow image out of my uh, tricorder? You could. Uh, Can I? I wish to project a uh, just the 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 silhouette of that space station. Do you know this place? It is in your sky. Yes, that is where the grandfather lives. Wonderful. We were just visiting that place. So you are friends, the grandfather. We, I think we were maybe trying to meet your your grandfather. Well, why are you trying to meet yourself? 
I'm not your grand. I'm not the grandfather. I am a, a visitor who wishes to meet the grandfather. But my friends went to that that place. This oh, this there's place, more grandfathers. And and now I can't find them. And I was wondering if you could tell me anything about this place. What do you know about it? Well, we we know that's where the grandfather watches from above and keeps us all safe. It's it's been many many years since the grandfather has ever shown himself to 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 us. Well, that's wonderful. I, I guess that means he's doing a very good job of keeping you safe. Well, of course you are. So, do you know how I could talk to the grandfather if I needed to get a message to him? If you give it to me, I can tell him. Uh, okay. Do you have a machine you use for that, or nope, some just form just of... my mind. Well, I mean, we do have telepathic spore plant people. Um, this is Captain Axelin of the Starship Ager. I wish to speak with my away team. Okay, so are they safe? The little King K kind of furrows their brow a little bit and says, "Okay, you ready? All right, Grandfather, I am Captain Axelin of the Starship Ager, and I would like to see if my away team is still okay. Did I get that right? Thank you very much. That's that's quite right. Well, there you go. There's your message, Grandfather." Did, did the grandfather reply? Well, you just did. Did the grandfather that's been here all this time reply? Because I only just arrived. Well, yeah, you just arrived here. Right. When is the last time someone talked, or the grandfather talked with someone? That must have been three, four hundred years ago. You've kept us waiting a long time, you know. It is not our intention to uh, try your patience, but I'm glad to see that you're all very safe. Well, that's because you protect us, Grandfather. We can't take credit for protecting you because we certainly haven't been doing that, but we would like to protect you while we're here. Of course, that's what the Grandfather does. He protects everyone. I'd better get back to protecting you. So I'm going to I'm going to go back to my ship and do that. Oh no, you can't go yet. We have to throw a festival. Until I get back in touch with my crew, I'm afraid a festival might be unfair. They wouldn't get to have fun. Oh. Okay. I, Maybe I guess one that of you would sense. like to come with me. Oh, we can't come with you, grandfather. We can't live up there. Just as a as a guest for a little while. To interrupt the who's on first routine, go ahead and roll me a presence command difficulty of four. Oh my and you have two focuses that apply. Yay. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. I would like to spend three momentum for some dice, please. All right. Because we have a lot of if that is acceptable. If you roll complications, okay, you get your four. <laughs> you get your four. Well, let me reroll that nineteen, since you know I'm many being a million many talents will let me do that. Might as well use it. All right, uh, go ahead and crit fish. This will be the eight complication roll right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. still no extra. Uh, but there is a complication from chat, so you're going to succeed. But there's a complication. Woo. So 
the King K begin debating amongst themselves who gets the grand honor of going with the grandfather. Um, the complication, though, is that the longer you stand there, the more the circle and crowd around you grows until at one point there is maybe about 50 to 60 King K just surrounding you. And if I haven't already given you the vibe enough, it's this equivalent of having 50 or 60 golden retrievers just very excited, and they think you have a ball. Oh, dear goodness gracious. But they are making Whoa. zero headway about who gets to go with you. Whoa. Absolutely zero. The only fair way, of course, is to pick at random. So I cover my eyes and just point into the crowd. Okay. You! So you open your eyes and you're pointing at three of them. In fact, they're like stacked on one another. Like they do the head thing where they, they have the one head and the other head is on top of that. And Are they wearing a trench coat? I mean, do you want them to wear a trench coat? I'll spend the threat. <laughs> no. All three of you can easily fit inside my ship. Why don't oh. the three of you come with me? I promise to deliver you safely back here very soon. Where are we going to be going? We're going to go to this place. I point back at the hologram. Oh, we can't go there. We won't survive there. Because the air can't be breathed or... No, because only the grandfather can live there. Well, we'll just be near it. We'll be in my ship beside it. We're just trying to talk to my friends. And I thought maybe someone who is native to this area and who the grandfather knows, that might help. I, I, I'm confused. I'm certainly you... not trying to compel you to come. If I... Only if you wish to come with me. Well, of course, we'd like to come with you, grandfather. But I, I'm confused. It, it... You're talking as if you're not the grandfather, but you are the grandfather. Out of definitely character. Definitely not the grandfather. <laughs> Out of character. You are starting to get to a uh, bit of a first contact uh, prime directive issue here. Out of character, I'll tell yeah. you. It's pretty embarrassing because uh, I thought, you know, they built their own ring world. They probably were advanced, but I think they might have regressed or their something else is afoot. Tell you what. I'm going to to go and get ready for the festival, and if if it's you hear that everybody, the grandfather's staying for the festival. Yeah. If it's possible, I'll bring my friends back and we'll we'll do that festival. Okay. Okay. And they all start. If they had tails, they'd be wagging right now. They have lobster tails. Oh, that's right. They do have lobster tails. So yeah, their little lobster tails are wagging back and forth. Excellent, Proxima. Prepare to let me in, and then immediately close the hatch behind me. Yes? Anybody can jump in as the uh, the cranky dog. Oh, right, right, right. Wouldn't I just beam you up, sir? I'm afraid that that might give some of these crustaceans a heart attack. The hatch doesn't close immediately, but okay. I mean, yes, sir. I, uh gingerly start walking towards the hatch. Do they part to allow me through, or is it going to be like a step on a crustacean monkey? Uh, I'm going to need a daring and a con difficulty of one. Would uh, Mock Barah help me here? Sure. I don't know. Do you want to hurt them? Alright, you got your one. You're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah, you're able to get to the Proxima hatch, no problem. Alright, on my mark. Three, two, one, Mark. Door opens. I, mm-hmm. I attempt to slip in very quickly. Slip in very quickly. Door shuts. None Is of the King K made it inside. The door? Okay. 
All right, very gently take us off, okay? They're surrounding the ship. We don't want to blast them with anything. You so, uh, right as I the air... I think you're piloting, sir. <laughs> Let me do that. Right as the <laughs> shuttle begins to take off, it, of course, releases like a burst of air underneath of it. So that burst of air causes the King K to step aside and step away from the craft. Oh, How fast goodness. are you flying away? Uh, Well, I mean, my crew might actually be in danger, so... The minute I consider myself to be a safe distance from them, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out at a at a rapid clip. Okay. We'll return to you in a little bit. We're gonna go back to the away team. So, those of you on the away team, at this point, what is it you're after in terms of seeing things before presumably the grandfather wakes up, if they wake up at all? Going to the library to see if there's anything we can find out about what the heck happened here, and then I'm gonna be like and I, just like I am a teacher, my friend here is an engineer, and I'm sure he would love to look at all of your stuff. Okay. That's so that's, that's the out of character. That's the out of character <laughs> rationale of where I'm headed. I don't know. I kind of like it in character too, but I, I see what you're at. Um, all right. So the library you're taken to is very much elephant sized, where the books are proportional to the size of the being. So for humans like yourself, or humanoids like yourselves, you're basically pulling out what looks to be like, I'm trying to think of a proper size to equivalent to, um, basically like a two foot long book, basically. That you're so they're okay. So they are actually books. It's not a computer bank. It's not a computer data bank. Well, there's some of that too, but there are physical paper or at least plant material books with glyphs written on them. I will make a I, I will make a show of reading those things while kind of gesturing at uh, at the other people to go look at the go look in the computers. Okay. I will go investigate the computer system. That will go as well. All right, so Esron Vectan, I need you to roll me a daring in an engineering. This will be at a difficulty of four. And remember that, Vectan, if you are using your tricorder for this, which would allow you access to the Universal Translator, you do have that increased complication range. Mm. Whereas if Esron does it, his tricorder still works. You must mug him and take his tricorder. My, my, my four tricorder? <laughs> We're going to have to figure out a bonus for the sport tricorder. Um, but do you even know that your tricorder is giving off funky readings? I am aware that there is potentially an issue with okay. it. Okay. Um, so I will probably allow you to use your tricorder primarily, since I know that mine is. Iffy. Want to do a die each? I think you get you still get two. I get one because I'm assistant. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, I would imagine that my focus, in, my focus in computers. I would imagine. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna take that, definitely applies. That third die. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. And we got one, one from Dan. Or whisperer work. If these were spores, I'd give it to you, but these are I'm, not spores. I don't have anything computer But he's in related. a library, and he whispers. No. <laughs> if there was any moisture, never mind. 
Ah, okay. Can I can I be assisting him by uh, with my command discipline by uh, kind of making a show of looking at these books and engaging the um, receptacle, the globe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but you can only have one assist on this, so it's either you or Esral helping on this. Oh, Vectan's already got a success. Yeah, I do already so. have a success, so... Okay, well, so, Esral, since you were the main... Oh, well, I thought you were going to roll another die. Yeah, roll me another die, because it is technically mm-hmm. capable, possible for you to succeed here. So roll me another 1d20 real quick. Okay, so mm-hmm. two successes, not enough. What? So, oh. is your little Bolian thing the oh, yeah, Wonder Warp, Warp Core? All right, and well, I that did challenge cautious time. con as well. Ooh. Well, that that's with con, not with engineer. Oh, dead going. That's right. Cautious con won't count. Yeah, but definitely but, your Born Near Warp Core will. So go ahead and roll that challenge die. Okay. And I think it's an effect. Is when we ignore it. I think so. So the complication, the effect, the complication is ignored. Yep. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah. You ignore it. All right. So all I'm going to say then, I was going to have your tricorder basically go on the fritz as well, but your tricorder just isn't able to interface with the computers that are flowing through this area. Again, it is the equivalent, or not again. Let me actually back up there. So... I think we're all old enough here, and I'm, we're all going to date ourselves. Everybody remembers or knows of the old ways of, like, Windows 95 and floppy disks and beta drives. Oh, God, beta drives. Um, you you remember how old and slow that technology was, right? Mm-hmm. That is what your tricorder is to this computer where this computer is the top of the line gaming rig of today where yeah it'll interface but it's going to take a long time to do anything well, I, I can help just, you out with this yeah <laughs> yes you must get your tricorder to sing the song of its people yes <laughs> oh no it needs to modulate demodulate mm-hmm. engaging Kermit uh, handshake no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, you just there's too much data too fast. Your tricorder just automatically shuts down at a safety. You can boot it up and it'll still work, but it automatically cuts the connection and shuts off just to save itself. Yes, it's it's tra- it's transmitting data in quads, not kiloquads or teraquads, just quads. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would be a problem, sir. So it would seem. Perhaps I can attempt to translate the interface and simply work on it without the aid of a tricorder. You want to try my tricorder in case I was doing something wrong? I may take use of the universal translator built into your tricorder, but I will... Well, by all means, sir. Make an effort. All right. Um, I'm going to take advantage of my... Um, focuses in philosophy and art and okay. see if I can um, make heads or tails of the interface and file system. Go ahead and roll me a insight and engineering difficulty of three. Okay. 
I would like to aid you by asking particularly pointed questions about, uh, since you're using philosophy and art, mm-hmm. about, you know, tell me about how, tell me about what this says. Tell me about where the, where this, uh, it's very interesting that they, that they write this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, either that or considering the medium, we could get Clippy to assist you. Yeah. Oh. God, Clippy, there's a throwback. That's an option. Um, I would like to use a momentum to grab another die if that would be. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Turn it is. down to two. Well, uh, that is a momentum back. That's also a complication on the assist. Do you have any way to re-roll that ruse? I don't think you do, unfortunately. Not unless I spent a determination, which I don't. Which think you is- you can't on assist. So, yeah. all right. So, Vectan, you're going to be able to translate I, the Did I just the break uh, Estral Strike Order? Too? No, but the receptacle starts making what sounds like an alarm noise. and I immediately stop talking. All right. The receptacle starts to flash brighter and brighter and brighter until it stops suddenly. I was going to say, I go, I go hide behind something because things that flash brighter and brighter are, are <laughs> energy building and they're going to explode. It also sounds like it's going to explode for a little bit. Like, it's it's getting there. Um, yeah, at the data transmission rate, you're at, by the time the countdown gets to zero, uh, it will have already exploded 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It's not saying exterminate or anything. No, nothing like that. But okay. it is just kind of pulsating. And then right at the climax where you're thinking like, oh, dear, here comes the explosion. It stops. And then it changes from a gold sphere to a jet black one. And in a different voice, it says, the grandfather will see you now. That's we're going to take our five to ten minute break. We'll be back shortly, everybody. Stick Dude, around. Woke him up. All right. So welcome back to part two, or I guess technically part three of session four of Star Trek Adventures. Season two, session four of Star Trek Adventures Aegir. If you're just joining us, the players have discovered that the King K are apparently regressed, de-evolved, changed to small, simple creatures, not unlike a lobster, monkey, golden retriever-sized creature. Um, yeah, in but- my mission log, I'm referring to them as crab pansies. Crab pansies, there <laughs> you go. Um while the away team on the station above the King K ring world have just been told that they can finally meet with the grandfather. And that's where we're going to resume. Esral, Hylong, Vectan, Roos, you've been led back to the elephant-sized door in the reception area, and the door is open. Beyond appears to be a pure pitch-black room with a single spotlight shining down on something you can't quite make out at this distance. What does what do our tricorders say? Your tricorders say that this is where the life form is. Um, not to put too fine a point on it. Um, just to be just, just to make sure. Um, does it smell like death? No, <laughs> but it does have a distinct odor to it. Not a death odor, just an odor that's somewhere between ozone and lilac. Oh, okay. mm. old old person smell. I was yeah. thinking of like a Mr. House sort of smell, but lilac and ozone's not that bad. Well, if I remember right, I think I said when you first got onto the station, it smelled like roses or something similar. Mm-hmm. I might be misremembering, but... No, no, it, it smelled no, There was flowery. a floral smell. 
I will lead the team in because, yeah, we don't have a choice and this is what we came for. Well, there's always a choice. You could always shoot the receptacle and go guns blazing, but you never know. Um, So the receptacle does lead you to this single spotlight. And as you get closer, you realize that you are approaching what appears to be some form of a very large chair designed for an elephant-sized creature. Mm -hmm. And when you are within spitting distance, you realize that this isn't a statue or a carving or anything like a relief of a King K. There is Golden Throne Warhammer 40K style, a King K or what used to be a King K on this throne, on this chair. And all that's really left of it that isn't machine is kind of just one eye that's in the skull and everything else is either machine or wires and circuit boards and basically a life support system overall for what mm-hmm. biological components remain. Um, but the eye does look down at all of you and then in a vocoded voice, which I wish I had a way to do it, which didn't break things, but you'll just have to imagine. Um, the grandfather speaks and says, why have you come? Out of character, what was our rationale for coming here? We wanted to see what was going on with the Kinke. Warn them about the Zava. Zava. Oh, yeah. We wanted to know more about the species in this area. We didn't necessarily come to see you intentionally. I ask again, why are you here? Do you maintain that silence, just to be sure? Oh, no, I, I'm trying to come up with an answer out of character. Oh, okay, that too. You can simply tell him that we are the we are explorers. And... Yeah, we're we're here to seek out new life and new civilizations. Okay. Yeah. Standard Star Trek pair. Okay. Right. Our entire purpose of existing in space is to explore and seek out new life. Life. There used to be such life in this system with my people. What happened? And the eye looks past you all and you turn and see that the darkness that you were a part of and was surrounding this throne now springs to life in vibrant, almost too colorful holographic beauty where you see what might have been the original King K homeworld before it got torn apart where it's not unlike the river valley that the captain encountered mm-hmm. down on the ring world. It is very lush, very vibrant, very solar punk, etc., etc. But what you're noticing is that the King K that are walking around are not the golden retriever sized individuals. They are the same as the grandfather. They are very large, very elephant sized, look more like lobsters than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but the grandfather explains Long ago, we detected that our sun would eventually shrink in size and that our planet would no longer be habitable. We had to do something. Some of my people wished to flee to the stars. Others wanted to remain as long as possible. 
I am a member of the latter. Those of us that remained behind stayed within our ships, within our flotilla for centuries, millennia, as we tore apart our homeworld to form the ringworld below. While the others, they fled to points unknown, I do not know where they went. And you're the last? I am the last pure Kinke, yes. You say pure. What is your relation to the beings on the planet? They are descendants. As part of our stay in the flotilla, we had to resort to genetic engineering to stretch our food supplies, our life supports. We had to reduce our size, our shrinking. Well, I hope somebody answers that phone, because Ezreal called it. I look on my feet. And you see a trail going all the way out to the door where Ezreal's been shuffling his feet, not walking. He's been shuffling through the dust. We didn't step on anything. And what now? And you see the eye... Look back at you. Holographic display all fades. You're back in darkness with the light. It is fortunate that you came. Someone will need to take my place. What are the requirements? You must be a Kinke like myself, or descendant to a degree unlike those on the ring world. That seems kind of unlikely. Out of character, and what do we know about the other races in this area? I mean, none of them were crustacean. T- well, actually, I don't think we know what the Zada look like at all, do we? All I will say is look at what I wrote about them. We do have a we do have a description of them. Yes. I can paste it again if you need it. These. All right, let me grab these. Badly, I've slept since then. Yes. Oh, it's way up in the chat. Yeah, let me just post it again. There you go. I'll scroll back. All right, 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 right. Yeah. Yep. The, yep. the Zava are kind of. That was my thought. Yeah. We believe we know where the other faction is. How are they doing? I believe they have chosen an aggressive path. They likely lost their technological edge and are just now and have only recently reascended to the stars. I see. A pity. The good news is that I need not a replacement for another century, but within a century's time, my body, such as it is, will cease to function. At which point, the scattering field will close. The ring world will fall out of disarray. The Dyson Swarm will have nowhere to direct its energy. I look to uh, Highlong and um, Vectan indicate, you know, to, to, to see if they believe this is a... Uh, oh, Highlong's is... like already tricorder out, getting close, not mm-hmm. giving this guy any space, doing the whole doctor thing already. 
Mm-hmm. And Vectan is this is, a yeah? Is this a valid yeah. assessment? And Highlong does another sweep of her tricorder, looks at it, sighs, shakes her head, and goes, "It's actually got about fifty years, and that's pushing it." Doctor, are you able to determine the level of dependence that the systems have on the grandfather? Well, best I can tell is that this was very uniquely designed for his biology. I don't really have any scans with the King K below her like, but I can make a guess based on what we've seen at the station so far. It would be the equivalent of, say, trying to substitute a human with a chimpanzee, if I may make the metaphor. Or a crab pansy. Hmm. We've been attempting to avoid the race that, that that we know of as the Zava. I don't think we have that option now. It may be about time that we initiate contact. Would you rather... What would you say if presented with dying and allowing all this to fade or placing all of this in the hands of someone who would abuse and misuse it I simply wish the best for my descendants they would be able to survive on the ring world for a time but the Dyson Swarm would eventually destroy the ring world What if the best is to end? Well, it's about that time, because I like pulling heartstrings. It's about that time that, Captain, as you walk back on the bridge, you're told that uh, communication with the away team has been restored. You now have a connection to them. Excellent. Uh, Ager to away team. Roos here, sir. Report. Are you safe? We are safe. We are speaking with the Grandfather the entity who controls the station. Oh, that's wonderful news. The uh, It turns out the inhabitants of the ring world are very pre-warp and sort of worship the grandfather. Uh, so I mistakenly contacted them, but uh, I think I smoothed it over. So what's going on up there? Uh, what can we do? Why were you out of touch? I believe we need to... The systems here in the station are somewhat erratic, and the grandfather entity is nearing the end of its existence, Mm -hmm. relatively, within the next 50 years, 50 to 100 years. Oh, well, that's it it, It appears that the original Kincaid, of which the grandfather is the last remaining member, are a predecessor race of the Zava as well as the Neo Kinkai on the planet on the planet's surface. Oh, I've been calling those crab pansies because they're like crustacean monkeys. Uh, anyhow, uh, I admire I your cultural sensitivity, that, sir. 
Well, that doesn't make any sense though, because the the Zava, according to our reports, have relatively limited early warp era technology. They could. I would imagine Dyson Swarm. There were two factions of the of the Proto King K, sir. One that They've stayed in the system and one that left. They've been separated for millennia. I would imagine that they had lost their technological edge and are have just now regained it. Oh, they've rediscovered warp. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Maybe we could use that as leverage to get the Zava to start cooperating with their neighbors. You know, they have all this this whole huge ring world, this really advanced station that's theoretically, you know, related to their ancestors. They don't have to go conquering stuff. I believe that is our best option, sir, though I am not optimistic. What's this grandfather have to say about the Zava? We just informed him of their presence. Oh, he doesn't know about them. Well, I know about them now. Well, we were planning on trying to make contact with them. We were just being very careful about it because we were worried about getting into a fight. It sounds like we have better reason than ever to find out why they're so aggressive and if we can talk them into a more cooperative... I mean, for instance, if they're really aggressive because of resources... Perhaps we can direct them to some uninhabited places to get resources so they don't have to kill, you know, their neighbors. What can you tell us about the opposing faction? Not that it necessarily would have a tremendous bearing on who they are now, but the cultural background might be useful. They were the nomads, the explorers, those who saw an opportunity to set themselves free. So not unlike Starfleet, we represent a branch of our civilization that's very interested in exploring the unknown reaches of space. It's just such a shame that they've ended up in this warlike footing. I mean, a nearby alien race that we contacted recently ran into the Zava and hoped to interact with them in a diplomatic greeting and were uh, attacked. Several of them were killed. I see. It was very disheartening. This is why I asked the question about which is better. I will need time to deliberate. Please, return to your ship for the time being. I will summon you when I require your presence once more. Would you like for us to investigate these Zava? I will continue on my part. That would be what we would probably do next of our own volition. I will permit you to leave the scattering field once more. And you'll still be able to contact us once we're wherever the Zava are? If you take one of the receptacles, I will be able to speak to you wherever you may be. I turn around to look at the one that brought us in here. I send a text transmission to... uh, Dujan Roos's tricorder I attempt to that says security concerns question mark will this one be acceptable of course I think we can likely accommodate this 
After all, with the level of technology you've displayed, I don't believe that... I don't believe that we could prevent you from accompanying us. This is more for the captain's benefit than... I've, I've worked with Roost long enough to learn that he's very good at this, like, double speak, being all infiltrating and stuff, so... I, I can't stop it. We're just going to have to do it. I like can't that. stop it. No, I mean, when we had the Silverbloods on board and it was a similar situation, so... Is the receptacle still the the black color? Actually, it turns back to gold once you uh, mm-hmm. once you mention it. So it turned black right before it said the grandfather will see us, mm-hmm. and it stayed black until we talked Just about now. bringing it with. Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's an assuming are. direct control <laughs> model. That's actually I mean, a really good. I was going to have you roll for it, but yeah, that's basically what's happening. I know you feel this, Shepard. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you, you formally have our permission, or my permission, to uh, send one of your drones or, and or crew persons uh, aboard the USS Ager, which is the uh, the vessel docked with your station. Very well. And you have our promise that we will do our utmost to reestablish diplomatic relations between uh, you, the ancestor, and the Zava, the, the descendants. We very much like to encourage peace in situations like this, and I think that this might be the avenue to peace for the Zava, and therefore for their neighbors. We will have to hope that is the case. Oh. One more thing in passing. Do you know anything about the system? He projects a star map from his um, tricorder here and points to the uh, to the one with the He's not saying that the that the superstation is there, but he's uh, pointing it out. Okay. No, I am unfamiliar with anything in that area. Understood. All right, away team. Uh, are you planning on returning to the Adrium? Yes, sir. I don't. Unless there is something we can do for you, he says to the grandfather. We will return to. We will return to Adrium. Hi Long, Vectan, are we able to improve whatever life support technology is giving us this 50 year countdown? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing no. The level of technology, Captain, yeah. is so far beyond ours that I don't think that we would be able to make a difference in any meaningful way. Well, you say that, Vectan, as Hi Long puts a, fa- a hand to her chin. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of similarities with some experimental tech we were experimenting with back at home. Captain, permission to stay behind? Grandfather, will you give us permission to retrieve our doctor even if things don't work out? This is acceptable, as you will have to return the receptacle as well. Excellent. Permission granted, Dr. Hylong. Would you like a security attendant as well? No, I've got enough knives on me that it's not going to be an issue. Will you require an industrial-grade replicator. If you could, that would help. Of course. But uh, while I'm gone, uh, put that nurse in charge. What was her name? Was it Joy? Was was it Joy? Yeah, I think it's Joy. 
thought the nurse was something else. I thought we had a nurse joy and an ensign joy, right? I think they were that that was the joke that we made. Yes. I mean, our medicine's not terrible. It's a two. I was gonna say, <laughs> and, and she she, she did talk this thing. We we could act. We could act, make it a three. Mm hmm. This is true. He has a really good inside bed manner. I mean, bedside manner. Yeah. <laughs> a really good in bed manner. Hmm. There you go. Hear mm. me. Okay. Well, we await your return, Commander Roos. We haven't fought yet. Don't die. Grandfather doesn't say anything, but the light shuts off, and Hylong will follow you out. Oh, no, um, he, was say, he was saying that to Hylong as we're leaving. Oh, I see, I see. So uh, Hylong instead will stay in the lighted portion and say, oh, I don't plan on dying anytime soon. And then, yeah. You head back to the Aegir. And our final scene for the evening is all of you in a conference room deciding what to do next. At this point, you've left the scattering field. You're moving away from King K's space. But you are more or less at a crossroads. I propose that we assign a security attache to be the escort of this orb receptacle while, I, while it's on board, Adrian. Already done, sir. Splendid. So, my thought is, the smart move here is find something on the frontier of Zava space, contact them, raise shields, hope we don't get blasted out of the sky, and attempt to make diplomatic uh, contact. Theoretically, the Aegir should be able to withstand the best of their weapons, provided we don't get too badly outnumbered, correct? That is correct, Captain. Is that the rec is that too reckless we think or is that the right move? I think it's our only choice. Esral, if nothing else real quick. Esral. Insight science or insight medicine difficulty of 2. And our spores, spores would be a focus. Yep. The spores involved. So we'll do insight medicine. And Let's go ahead and use difficulty. Two. Two. We'll do two extra dice. Okay. Let's see. Came across two you need. So I'm going to give you this meta hint based on the fact that you know you're trying to get the spores to replicate. You know of a a species that can replicate nearly anything. You left them in charge of another station. That is true. But would they have to become the spores? That's the reason I didn't ask them before is because I thought they'd have to become the spores themselves. Well, at least in this instance, if they were to replace the grandfather they would have to swap out you see what i'm saying oh gotcha yeah my only concern there though is that there's gonna be um we're we're, we're giving them more and more stuff this is true 
I mean, but, I think we can trust this generation of silver bloods, but I think that the Zavas drift into aggression can illustrates that over time their culture might change and they'll still be in possession of these nearly immortal super powerful technologies isn't that the way with all cultures sir? it is but i'm just pointing out a potential drawback we and could also the thought i had was even if things don't go well with the zava culturally within their culture there might be an, a dissenting faction someone who does wish for peace right. and we could we could try to contact the resistance as it were and put them uh, in touch with the grandfather and see if they can work out a deal. And we could go in with sensors looking for any type of broadcast and anything else. Maybe Precisely. picking that up before we even get in. And maybe learn some of this. We do appear to have at least half a century. If our efforts with the Zava fail, we do have enough time to approach the Silver Blood if necessary. I agree with you on the basis of the givens, Lieutenant Commander, but um, I would like to point something out. It's uncharacteristically pessimistic of me, but I feel it should be said. The Zava have acquired the star charts that we gave to our friends, and now it's entirely possible that they will stumble upon this Dyson Swarm long before 50 years passes. So we are we we must act. One I mean, way or the other, we must act. I don't personally feel as though we're directly responsible for those charts falling into the hands of the Zava. We did warn uh, the uh, goodness. I can't remember the name of their race. The uh, Z. The Z. She? I, I can't she? remember. Uh, I uh, we did give the Z adequate warning that they shouldn't trust the Zava. But that being said, those are charts that we we created. And we might have handed them to people who are going to use them to do harm. So at the very least, we should be willing to put prompt and passionate effort behind cleaning up that mess. Also, I, we, I, I believe that we, we have to do something about this, whether we go speak to the Silverbloods or attempt to intervene with the Zava. Personally, my preference would be the latter. And there are, of course, 66 million innocent pre-warp sentient life forms on this ring world that would be absolutely annihilated yes. by a civilization like the Zava, or at least if they wish to annihilate them. But they would also be they would be annihilated just as easily if this station failed. True. So we must do something. We'll just need to have a very multi-layered escape strategy and Commander Ruse, I'd like you to draw up a plan for surreptitiously harvesting information or data from the Zava if they should prove to be too aggressive or intransigent. If we can get their records, we might be able to find out more about whether or not there is a, a resistance within their civilization. Understood, sir. Captain, it's at this moment that you start to feel a little bit ill. Just mm. feeling mm. a little bit clammy, a little bit uh, out of sorts, as if you've had a fever for a long while. And the room begins to swirl and spin. And it's a good thing you're seated at the moment, because if you were standing, you'd be on the floor at the moment. Uh, the captain slumps in his chair and mutters something about damn Z food. 
Captain, let's get you to sick bay. No, he mumbles. Joy's in there. I straight up pick his ass up. (laughs) I don't trust her. I straight up pick his ass up, put him over my shoulder, and carry him to sick bay. All right. So uh, you can go ahead and give Joy her upgrade for the session, but uh, I'll let you play it out. But Joy's basically going to tell you that the captain caught some unknown disease while he was on the ring world and that he's going to be out of commission for a while. Grab pox. Shame on you, sir. You've managed to catch something. I mean, but don't obvious. worry. Snap glove. <laughs> the obvious I'll, choice. I'll for... fix you right up, sir. We'll take excellent care of you that is where we're going to end the session and this isn't me writing out Randy for no reason Randy's actually going to be out for the next couple weeks so this is how we're doing it in character um, but yeah what would you guys think did Did you see the twist coming at all is my question doggone crab pox no 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 I think Chatwood and Morlocks and that's, that's kind of what it puts me in mind of hmm is the Eloy and the Mor- Morlocks? Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, Twitch stick around because we're going to raid somebody, but YouTube, we'll see you later. Bye, YouTube. Bye.